Welcome to the Dairy Brothers Guardians cast, your best podcast spot for all things Cleveland Guardians baseball. Presented by WaitingForNextYear.com. Follow Matt on Twitter at Dairy Speaks and Todd at TDGuardiansKU. The Dairy Brothers Guardians cast is on the air. Let's go, everybody. First weekend in the books of Cleveland Guardians baseball. It is the Guardians cast from WaitingForNextYear.com and the Evergreen Podcast Network. Matt and Todd with you. What started off as a uh, pretty bleak first couple of games in Kansas City. Your Cleveland Guardians bounce back with a 17-3 win yesterday. Stephen Kwan mania has hit Cleveland. Unbelievable start to the season for this guy. He's been on base 12 of the 14 times he's been to the plate, which is crazy. Bradley Zimmer's gone. Uh, pitching's been pretty good. First three games have been pretty entertaining, Todd. And uh, you called it yesterday. You said, we're going to score six runs. Well, they got 17. So uh, are you uh, are you back on the Oscar Mercado bandwagon? I believe I said at least six runs. At least. Direct quote. That's right. So, uh are we changing this to the uh, Stephen Kwan cast or what? I mean, T, maybe BreakingT.com, our friends at Breaking T, one of our sponsors, along with uh, the Center for Advanced Dentistry. But maybe, just maybe, we got to alert uh, the crew at uh, Jamie and the crew at uh, Breaking T about a shirt for, for Stephen Kwan because this is unbelievable, man. Unbelievable. Uh, I, I mean, really, the whole weekend, there, there's, there's only one place to start, and that's with Stephen Kwan. Now, you did say something about entertaining baseball. I wouldn't call uh, Friday and, and so, no Thursday and Saturday entertaining, really. Uh, Thursday was mildly entertaining. Saturday was an all-time snooze fest. But yeah, they, but they, they were in but but they were in both games. It was nothing nothing like the you know the ninth inning. I mean it was it was entertaining. Yeah, sure. It wasn't like they lost four nothing and had no chance the whole day. I mean they were in the game. They had runners on base. Uh, they couldn't get a runner well, home from third with one out on the tenth. Well, in all fairness, they did have uh, their first runner in scoring position that day was uh, the ghost runner in the tenth. So. That's true. That's but anyways, true. let's 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 stay on with with Quan. You know. We heard all spring and we heard last year that this guy's a contact machine. He's an on-base machine. He doesn't swing and miss. It's all in the first 14. Let me read you his first 14 plate appearances. Ground out, walk, walk, single, walk, ground out. Single, double, single, 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 hit by a pitch, double. And do you know how many pitches he, he saw? 58 zero swinging strikes zero that's uh from our friend kevin on twitter zero swinging strikes and 58 pitches yeah that is unbelievable <laughs> stuff i mean it's no no i'm serious i don't think we can oversell this too much this is stuff we don't see from anyone in this organization ever outside of jose ramirez this kind of plate discipline i'm not saying he's going to keep this up because i'm sure he won't and he even said in his interview with Andre, not after the game, he's like, listen, it was just three games, and, and you know, the next three games I could go out and, and, and have terrible at-bats. But, but just the fact that, number one, Tito played him all three games, moved him up to the two-hole, with which you can discuss in, the, in game two, and he was back against a lefty in game three, shows me that Tito's really into him because you and I both know this is not a manager who likes to play no. his kids, especially no. on the regular. 
No, I, I, I'm stunned, uh, to be honest. I'm not, I'm not, st- I, here's the thing. We've been saying on this show that they've got to play the young guys. We talked about it a couple of weeks ago and it became clear that he was going to be on the team. I think I said it. It can't just be that Quan makes a team. He has to play. No Zimmer, no Mercado, more Quan. That's what we said. Then out of nowhere, they do, you know, let Bradley Zimmer on the team to start the year. Then they trade him to Toronto just to get him, you know, off the team because there's no use for him. And this kid has just been, you can't get him out. I mean, he's, and I said it to you when the lineup came out for Saturday and the executive producer, Jeremy, I said, this is where he belongs at the two hole because he's going to work the count. He's going to, he's just a pest and he's going to bother the the hell out of a uh, opposing pitcher. So then after they get through straw and Quan at the top, taking a lot of pitches, seeing a lot of pitches, fouling stuff off, then they got to deal with Jose Ramirez. And by that time, they're a little bit, you know, wiped out. And so that's perfect. That's exactly what what we want. And he's gonna hit. He's gonna hit second the rest of the year. This guy might play every single day. I mean, he, how, how can you? One, how can you not love love what he he's abs- doing? He abs- you're right, and he absolutely should. And the other big benefit of moving him to the two hole is that you put Ahmed Rosario behind Franmil Reyes to give him some protection because, you know. Those that those uh, uh, the first game, you had Bobby Bradley hitting behind him, and you know, God bless Bobby. I really want him to succeed. I I just don't see it. And why would you have given anything to hit uh, 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 from your wrist? Anything to hit when Bobby Bradley's hitting, you know, behind it with Ahmed, who we can discuss also. Ahmed's given professional bats, man. I mean, how about the fact that? Uh, and again, Quan is is. You can throw Quan into this mix too. Do you notice all weekend how often they were shooting it the other way? I mean, maybe this is Chris Vileka's, uh, uh, uh you know, influence, or maybe to, and you know, you and I have been on record many times saying Ty Van Berkeley was not good at his job, but you know, going the other way like that, Ahmed's the king of that, and, and to have him now behind Fran Neal just lengthens the lineup, as you said, and it's. It all starts with Quan being, you know, able to handle that two spot. Look, I mean, the team is one and two. Uh, they still have lost the first two. They need to. They need to win to this afternoon at uh, at two o'clock to to salvage a split with the Royals, who are def are definitely better. Um, I think we see it with Bobby Wood Jr. I mean, that guy is sick. I mean, he's made play after play and delivers clutch hits, and you know their lineup is pretty good. Their lineup is better than ours. Uh, sure. When you really take a look at what they have with with Merrifield and Salvi and Benintendi is really coming into his own uh, and wit, so they're good. I mean, they're not terrible by any stretch of the imagination, but they're not the White Sox, and I don't think they're the Twins either. Um, but what about the unnamed team? That's a shame. They lost two out of three to the uh, White Sox, and their starting pitching has been trash so far. But uh, that, I, I digress. Um, but the bottom line is, they still got to win today. Get the split. Go to Cincinnati. I told you, I, I, coming home three and three for Friday's home opener against the Giants is, is what you want. You want to be, you know, splitting's four game series on the road. You'd love to win two out of three, or at least two in Cincinnati because they're not very good. And they, you know, they obviously blew the team up. But we can't stop Joey Votto. And um, Although now playing those games in Cincy, Todd, where, where there's going to be a DH, that'll help. 
Because every well, every time we have to go there, we, our pitchers are hitting and it throws us off. That's a great point, and it also is going to help because the Reds have basically traded away all of their good players for the most part. So, I mean, we're you know that that actually should be a benefit. But the Quan thing is unreal, and they put him in right field and he makes plays. They put him in left field, and he makes plays. Uh, opening day with Ahmed in left field cost us the game, and Tito at least took the blame for it afterwards and said, "I told." Shane Bieber after the game, that's on me, because he puts a mat in left, which was a total mistake. I just, this organization, I don't want to get negative because we're all excited after 17 runs yesterday and a football score, but this organization screwed up the entire Ahmed Rosario thing from day one. How did I know that he wasn't a big league shortstop or a good one in terms of range, in terms of making plays? And they put him in center field last spring at the end, and it was a disaster. They put him in left field. They put him in left field this spring at the end, and it was and it was a disaster. One game in, and now Tito has him back at short. So, while we can genuflect about yesterday's win, which was fun, they still have issues with every single day. You've got players coming to the ballpark not knowing if they're playing and what position they're playing. It's not fair to Andres Jimenez to not know where he's playing every day, but they don't know, and, and I. I They've got to work this out. They've got to figure it out. I agree. Uh, you know, you, you brought up Ahmed in left field. Now, it was super, super windy uh, on Thursday in Kansas City, like really, really windy. And I am not saying that Ahmed, you know, Ahmed should have made that catch that he didn't. And the fact that the Royals' score, official score, gave a hit to I think it was Hunter Dozier who, who hit that ball that Ahmed literally dropped was a total joke to begin with. The play that I had a bigger problem with with Ahmed and left, and again, this all comes back to what you said, which is they waited too long. We talked about this on this podcast more than a year ago at this point. What they should have done going into spring training was, hey, Ahmed, you're an outfielder. You're going to play outfield every single day and, and, and learn how to play the position. Yeah, we'll mix you into short from time to time, but you know how to play that. Go learn the outfield. Go take fly balls. Play in as many games as you can in the outfield. I think they played him twice, either two or three Ridic- games. Ridiculous. And then they put him out there on opening day. The, the play that I had a bigger problem with was the tie game, one-to-one, and there's the fly ball between Straw and, and Rosario, and Straw's on the dead sprint. Ahmed didn't know how to get out of the way in time, and Straw said, listen, it's not his fault. I would have dove, but I saw him in my vision, and had, had Ahmed broken away, Straw makes that catch, and then the score is still one to one. So that's that was my bigger beef. But again, like you said, they screwed it up. You need Ahmed's bat in the lineup. You texted me this over the weekend. I, Ahmed's ideal position is probably DH. <laughs> it is. He's not a good. He's not a good fielder. He's just not. Yeah. <laughs> but we have a DH. So what are you going to do? But here's the thing. Now you're going to have Josh Naylor come back and Bobby Bradley's out of options. And if you're married to Stephen Kwan at this point, which you should be, where are you going to play uh, um, Ahmed? And where are you going to play Naylor? And, you know, if Kwan is playing left or right, you know, I, 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 there's got – someone's going to be the odd man out. I mean, there's there's a lot. Look at Owen Miller had a – look at how good he looked yesterday, Right. He had a nice weekend, Owen Miller. He did. He did. I mean, to me, the guy who's probably eating up at bats that he 
doesn't deserve is probably Bobby Bradley. And I don't like saying that, but until he, he is at every single level struck out way too much. And unless I know I'm going to get 40 home runs from him, what's, where's the value there? I just don't know. Well, I mean, so, we're three games in. And, right, uh, and, and and that's why it's hard to, to make any, I don't want to make any statements like that, but, but you know, Owen Miller, let, let's not forget that this was a guy who has this big pedigree of being hitting at every level. And yes, he struggled mightily last year when he came up after he tore up AAA, but you know, it's still the second year in the organization. He's still a young player. You still want to see what you got there. So I, I don't know. They just, you know, they, they didn't, trade off all off season you and I had talked about and we had heard about well they got this glut of middle infielders they're going to have to trade some guys off the 40 man they never did and now basically they're coming up to the spot where someone's going to have to go I mean when, when Gabriel Arias is ready then there's another guy in the mix we didn't even mention Andre Jimenez who started twice this week so you know they, they got to figure it all out I don't know how you do it with minimal at bats I don't either. And I mean, you can't just, <clears throat> I mean, to me today, you trot out. I don't care if it's a righty on the mound and it isn't Carlos Hernandez. You play the same lineup you played yesterday. You, you don't mess with anything. You scored 17 runs. That means Mercado plays. That means Ernie plays. And that means um, Owen plays. I don't care about righty or lefty. Play the same guys that got you 17 runs and let's see if it can enroll again uh, into today. You know he's not doing that. There's no way. Bobby will be back at first, for sure. That, that, well, Bobby got a chance to play a little bit at the end of the game yesterday in the blowout. Um, but to me, that's what I would do. I mean, what you know, George Costanza said at one time, you know, keep using it until it stops working. Go with it until it stops working. So, I mean, <laughs> that's what I would do. But again, Tito, I mean, this is, you're right, this, this first month is just going to be a lot of change and a lot of, Let's see what we can do. I mean, yeah, Yu Chang had a lousy first couple of games, so he was on the bench yesterday. If you would have delivered once in Saturday's game, which he had opportunities to do so, he probably would have been back in the lineup yesterday against the lefty, but he wasn't. They wanted to see what Ernie could do and what Owen Miller could do. Um, we saw from Yu Chang what we've seen the last few years in March. I like to call it spring chaining. Changing. I mean... <laughs> You know, oh, Yu Chang hit 533 in Arizona. Yu Chang, Yu Chang, Yu Chang. And then he may, he comes up, and then, you know, he, I love the guy. I'm, I'm giving him a chance. I am. but And he's bulked up, and he works hard, and he's a great teammate. But, you know, already to start the year, I mean, he's swinging over everything. And, and so, I'll tell you what, there, and there's a guy who's basically him in Ernie Clement who – I was listening to the pregame in the car yesterday, and Tito was just talking him up. He's a baseball player, and how much we really enjoy him, and he can play everywhere, and he just he hit all spring. And I mean, that, that's a guy who's ready to take that job from you. So, you know, again, you got a lot of the same guys, and you got to figure out who's a keeper and who isn't. And uh, again, like you said, it's only three games, but. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll see. It's a very small sample size. The only guy that I'm just like blame every day, and I'm not going to fight. I'm not going to fight anybody who tells me otherwise. Is Stephen Kwan, and I don't. I, I, I think behind Jose Ramirez right now, he's probably the second most popular player on the team. <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, you know, there's, there's. I'm sure there are plenty of people that were watching yesterday saying, "Who is this?" 
They, they don't even know. I mean, this isn't a, high, a highly touted prospect. I think he's, what he was here, 12, 15th. The, 15, 15th, yeah. I mean, I we kind of knew last year watching him ascend from AAA to AA, or AA to AAA, that he was hitting 300, that he was doing this. But to come up and be, you know, hitting 800 through the weekend. And I know last year, your mean Mercedes did this for the White Sox. He had a five-hit game. He went like eight for his first ten, and everybody went, "Oh my gosh, it's this new hotness!" And then, you know, they they you know, DFA'd him um, because he lashed back out at Larusa, and he was kind of out of shape. This kid Quan is the real deal. I'm not saying he's going to be rookie of the year. I'm not saying he's the next Ichiro or anything like that. Um, and I don't. I know they're both Asian. I'm just making the point that. He plays like him. He slaps the ball. He doesn't have a lot of power. He's he's little, and and he's hits from the left side. And he's got that leg kick. I mean, that's just that's the comparison right now. But I really believe that he's got a great head on his shoulders. And like you said, the interview with Andre yesterday and some of the other interviews they've run. I mean, this kid just he loves baseball and he's so focused. And I don't think they're going to have to worry about him off the field like the White Sox did last year with Mercedes. And if if he can be the star or at least. An everyday outfielder with 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 what he's doing now. I mean, this is exactly what this organization needed in a big way. I saw Jeff Ellis, our, our, our good buddy, said uh, his his comp to him was Brian Roberts, who played second base for the Orioles for a long time, and was a leadoff man and total pest type player. And it's it's just it's refreshing to watch long at bats. You know, I mean, for years, you and I have been watching whenever the Yankees come into town and the Red Sox come into town. These guys would just wear our starting pitchers out. This is, this is what Quan is, and, and Straw, for that matter, the top two in particular. I texted, I tweeted this yesterday. Those top three, throw Jose Ramirez into the mix, those are some professional at-bats you're getting every time up, you know? This isn't, we're going to swing at the first, like, Fran Meal swung at the first pitch like a million times all week, which I, I didn't understand. But you know he'll he'll be fine. He's streaky. Uh, but yeah, it's just nice to have these professional bats at the top of the order. So I'm excited. You know, it, yesterday was really fun to watch, and uh, and you know we really should talk about the pitching because the pitching all weekend was fabulous. I mean, really, from everybody that you saw. Even Big Sam had a nice inning yesterday. Oh, Lord. I forgot was on the team. I know. You forget that Sam Hentges and Logan Allen are on this team. Logan Allen hasn't pitched yet. Good. <laughs> He'll probably pitch today. You would have you would have a feeling. And Pilking, Connor Pilkington hasn't pitched yet either. Oh, that's a good point. That's a good point. You know, point. you got to pay. You're you have to use. Guys. You have to use those guys at some point. I mean. But if you look at the starters, you know, Bieber looked very sharp. I know his velocity was down a tick, but it was freezing. It's still early, and he's still building himself back up. Plesak was money on Saturday. He looked awesome changing speeds. It the best. It was the best he's looked in a long time. Like, you know, last year he struggled a little bit, but he was very sharp. And then uh, yesterday, Cal, you know, it's pretty easy to pitch to contact when you're up 11 nothing in the third inning. But, you know, Cal looked great, too. And he... And, and even some of the bullpen guys. I mean, how good did Trevor Steffen look on Saturday? Very good. Very good. Anthony Ghost, uh, even yesterday, Eli Morgan pitched well. and uh, uh, Brooks' boyfriend, Eli Morgan? The hair is longer. Uh, the velo is she, up. You know what's The funny? velo is up. That's funny. She said yesterday, his hair looks longer. I was like, no, nah, it was always long. She's like, nope, it's longer. <laughs> She's right. She's right. She's Hilarious. right. 
Yeah, but, I mean, you're right. The only guy that really struggled was Class A, but, again, I, I hate this ghost hey. ghost runner stuff and, uh, you know, Hunter Dozier kills us. And also, when you hold that lineup to three hits and no runs for nine innings and you're going into the tenth, <laughs> eventually they're going to wake up and score a run, and that's exactly what they did. That's why the weekend was just so frustrating, and it's like, you know, you get done with Friday or Thursday and Saturday before yesterday, and you're thinking to yourself, I mean, yeah, they got to win. They have to win yesterday, which they did, and obviously did so in a, in a big way, 17 runs, and pretty much everybody in the lineup, I think, except La Vestita had a hit. But you just you look up and you go, before yesterday, I know it's two games in, but it's a lot of the same stuff. Uh, tons of left on base, tons of you know guys stranded with runners in scoring position, and... It's just utility guy central, you know. Is is Jimenez an everyday player? Is Ernie an everyday player? Miller, Chang, uh, Mercado, he's more of a fourth or fifth outfitter. Now, yet yesterday he had the big hit, but you just don't know. But I'm hopeful that today, 2 o'clock against uh, Carlos Hernandez and Savali going for the, the Guardians, that Tito just trots out the same line. I know he'll put Hedges back out there, I'm sure, but regardless... The, the first eight should be the same. Ride these guys. Uh, you know, they, 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 they were hot yesterday. Let's see if they can do it again today. Absolutely. And uh, you know Brian Shaw will be back out there today because he did not pitch yesterday, so he will definitely pitch today. <laughs> hey, <laughs> he's, he's, done his, he's done his job so far the first two games, not knock, knock on wood. I'm not complaining. I mean, listen, the pitching was great. If they could have gotten any sort of offense on Thursday and Saturday, they would have swept the Royals. If you think about it, they should have swept them. I mean, you lose one nothing and three to one in a game where basically the game was handed over because Ahmed made two awful plays in the outfield. So, you know, I, I know the, the apathy situation going on with the fans and, and, and everything, but I hope that yesterday a lot of people were watching and, and can get excited and, you know, come out to the ballpark this weekend when they uh, open with the Giants. would would be would be nice would be nice to see uh, bigger crowds. I, somehow I doubt it, but uh, you never know. Hey, and you know what? While we're on the subject, this week, while you know, I know we're all down on the Dolan ownership, and we really were hoping that they sell and, and all that stuff. They extended Jose Ramirez, Emmanuel Class A, which we discussed last week, and. Miles Straw got an extension out of nowhere, who is now uh, under control, I believe, through 2028. Correct. Very comfortable, John Hart-esque. Five at 25. Yeah, Yeah. it really is. That is a a John Hart move. Absolutely. And when you read about it, he, just like Jose Ramirez, said, I'm very comfortable here. I know what you know. I know what I want. I love the, the fact that Jose signed on, and we have this young core of pitchers. And this is where I want to be. And now center field's been a black hole since Grady Sizemore. Now you got someone who you can count on, hopefully, and will be in the mix. You know, for the next for the foreseeable future. It's nice to see. Um, you know, this is shades of the mid '90s a little bit when you lock up guys like Class A and Straw. I mean, Jose Ramirez isn't young anymore, but he's still in the prime of his career. And uh, you're right. I mean, for Miles Straw to come out and say, "Hey, I like this team. I like this this area. Uh, my family and I are comfortable, and I'll sign for five at twenty-five. And you plop him out in center field, and the guy makes every play except when when Ahmed, Ahmed Rosario's in his way. Um, <laughs> 
you, you love to see it. And, I mean, again, it sends a message to the fans, hopefully, that some of these guys really like being here. I mean, it's the same thing we talk about when Chernanetti stays and Tito says, man, I want to be back if they'll have me. And it's like, wait a minute. What? You know, when Jose Ramirez signed that contract, you know, obviously me living in Michigan, there's Detroit fans that know me on Twitter that are like, what, what, what's he doing? Why would he stay there? And they're not even being mean. They're just like, why? You know, why would he take less to stay there? I'm like, trying to explain. People like this organization on the inside. On the outside, we need more people to like it, you know. And hopefully uh, moves like this are what kind of gets more guys to stay. And, I mean, look, right now they're so young, most of the players that they have are going to be under rookie contracts for a while and not even arbitration eligible. But Shane Bieber should be the next one. I mean, that should be the next one that they, that they try and lock up. I'm sure they are. I don't know if, if Bieber will. I just I don't see that happening, but I'm sure they will try. And, you know, like you said, this is the youngest roster in baseball. They have two players over the age of 30 or 30 or over, one of which is Anthony Ghost, who's essentially re, uh, you know, complete. I don't even know what the word is, but started as an outfielder and then made himself into a major league pitcher. But by that time that happened, he was over 30. And then the other guy was Brian Shaw. So you have such a young core. No one's making any money. And, you know, if you can compete and lock these guys up, then hopefully the sale happens and, you know, David Blitzer comes in and they'll be able to do some more spending. All the word we got on the Blitzer ownership group is, once this does happen, it's not like they're going to be an open wallet and start, you know, writing checks left and right. But they're here to win, and they're going to spend some money. So, you know, you just it's, you, you just got to see what's going to happen. I I just think that the, the straw extension is a really smart play uh, for the club's part and by him in uh, locking it down. And now the hope is that you know two or three of these guys, whether it's you know. Gabriel Arias and uh, and Stephen Kwan and you know you, you and, and whoever else it might be Andres Jimenez that two or three of these guys are going to become core pieces and then you're really just missing that one guy that you can go out and get in the corner outfield to be that free agent linchpin you know Fra- Franville is only signed through 2025 I believe um, but you know you could try an extension with him too why not who knows. You know, what about people what about, love what? it here? People love it here, and that's that's the other thing that we've talked about so many times. Peter Gammons for twenty years talks about how everyone loves this franchise. Everyone loves Shapiro. Everyone loves Antonetti and Chernoff. Everyone's so comfortable here. It's, look at Tito. You think Tito's sticking around for this group if he doesn't have full faith in the front office and working with these people he's been working with for the last nine ten years, right? I mean, What's his, isn't, isn't he up after this year? He is, yeah. I think he's probably going to go year to year at this point just based on his health, right? Could be, could be. You mentioned core. What about the core four? Uh, Trusnick and Ventrone and uh, <laughs> Nick, Nick Sorensen and uh, Blake Costanzo. There you go. I had to get that out there. Uh, breaking core. love a good core for a reference. Oh yeah, breakingt.com by the way for all of your gear if you want to get uh the Guard the Land t-shirt or any of the other shirts, the Jose Ramirez shirt, Bieber Fever, any of those for opening day just go to breakingt.com/dairy that's d e r y takes you right to the Cleveland collection you can get what you want. Hey, Cavs fans, your team's in the playoffs. 
is this the playoffs, this play-in tournament? I don't even know. It's confusing. But, hey, people love their NBA basketball here. And so if you want some Cavs uh, stuff as well, breakingtea.com slash dairy. Cleveland Collection, whatever shirts you want, just cool T-shirts that are sports-related, regardless of what your favorite team is. You can get it all at BreakingT.com. Todd went on there last week and got himself some Kansas Jayhawk National Championship gear, and it was simple. He went to BreakingT.com slash dairy and uh, you know clicked on what's new, and there it was as he's uh, rock, chalk, uh, rock chalking it up to a, a national championship for his uh, Jayhawk. So thanks to BreakingT for being with us. And also uh, Dr. Ben Hornstein and the folks at the Center for Advanced Dentistry. Have those T-shirts arrived yet? Uh, they have not, but they are scheduled to arrive today, my friend. Oh, so, huge. That's huge. I love me some breaking tea. And I'm sure a Stephen Kwan T-shirt will be created within the next week. i, I got to believe that's happening. Cousin he, Matt, I know Cousin Matt wants that to happen. That's for uh, sure. Oh, yeah. And he's got pull over there. Uh, that's t- twice in Cousin two weeks. Matt, he does have pull, and he knew about the uh, contract extension before it was announced. So that's right. He's he's breaking a lot of news, uh, and uh, very happy up in the uh, the great north, the, the great northwest. Um, that's right. All right. So this week, are you going to be back in town? Or uh, it sounds like you're going to parts unknown at the moment. But are you going to be back for the weekend for the Giants coming to town? Unfortunately, I will not. This is going to be the first opening day I'm going to miss in, I can't even tell you it's been so long. I want to say 2006. Um, wow, that is a long time. Yeah, yeah, um, which sucks. But uh, no, parts on I, I, my real job is, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, so, unfortunately, I can't. You're back on the road. Yeah, again, yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's I'm going to try not to be. But this one was unavoidable. So let's uh, get into the pitching matchups because I actually got a board, my friend. All right. So uh, today, Carlos Hernandez for the Royals against Aaron Savali. Uh, that's a two ten start. So we got to get this podcast uh, sent and uh, released. Uh, then the uh, Guardians head to Cincinnati for a pair of games for the Ohio Cup with the Reds. It's their opening day tomorrow afternoon at four ten. And you got a couple of aces going, uh, Shane Bieber for us and uh, Tyler Malley, the opening day starter for the Reds, going for Cincinnati. Remember, Todd, Luis uh, Castillo is hurt, and Mike Miner is hurt. So Malley went from probably their number three starter to their number one starter, and uh, he pitched on opening day and didn't do all that badly, actually, against the Braves. Uh, uh, former member of a Team D's. A Wednesday, uh, 12.35, another day game. Uh, Tristan McKenzie will pitch for the uh, guards. Should we, do we call them the guards? I, I don't know. I can't get used to it. I, I'm not. I am not doing that. Uh, the Guardians. And then uh, to be determined for the Reds, because like I said, they're down a bunch of guys. So uh, they don't have anybody listed as of right now. This guy, River uh, San Martin, pitched game two. Uh, against the Braves last week and could start, but again he got lit up by the Braves and he's not really a starter. Uh, and what's then his, what's his name? Bruno San Martino. <laughs> yes, uh, the former uh, legend of the WWF, River San Martin. Just keep that name in mind. He's a lefty. Uh, and then Friday, this is hardcore research. Uh, and then Friday, uh, the home opener, seven ten first pitch uh, down at uh, Progressive Field. Dolan Field. 
Um, Good Friday, Passover. Hey, no better way to celebrate. Do you notice, by the way, that the the Indian the Guardian players are all on their social media offering up giving free, away for, giving away tickets? Yes. Yes. That's, that's yeah. never a good, not sign. a good sign. No, never. No, it is not. And and it's like every single one of them too. They're I know. Like, hey, who wants who my wants tickets? You out there? I right, know. exactly. Uh, it's their own fault. It's their own fault. Their PR has been so lousy. Sorry, guys. That's on you. I mean, now you're having the players bail you out. Maybe you should have put one of the players on the Dairy Brothers uh, Guardians cast when we asked last year. Just saying. Or, may, or, or maybe you should have uh, had them at the team shop. When, oh, let's not. Well, this is a good fit. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Take care. Uh, <laughs> um, that's uh, OJ on Twitter, by the way. Uh, Zach Plesak on Friday against Carlos Rodon. Yes, the man who last year came into progressive field and threw a no-hitter is the first pitcher we see against us on Friday. Uh, uh, the Giants signed him, of course, in the offseason. Saturday, Cal Quantrill against Anthony DiSclefani, uh, another member of uh, NL-only Team D's. And, and then, a member of 10% capacity. There you go. And then Sunday, uh, what's with these 140 starts, by the way? So they changed a ton of these times for those streaming games. I got tickets that were changed. I have an 11.35 Sunday game now that went from 110 to 11.35. A ton of 140s. A lot of 140s. It's very bizarre. On Sunday, yeah. So uh, Aaron Savali against Alex Wood. So we're going to see two lefties. But again, after yesterday where we lit up Chris Bubich a little bit, maybe I'm not so scared of lefties, but uh, that's at least what next week looks like. and then Or this week looks like, and the next week the White Sox come to town. So we'll see what... Uh, We'll see what happens, but they got to win today. You, you you split the four in Kansas City, and you're feeling pretty good. But uh, yesterday was certainly a lot of fun. Yes, it was, my friend, and uh, happy hunting all week, and let's get some dubs. All right, there he is, uh, Todd Derry, Matt Derry with you. This is another edition of the Derry Brothers Guardians cast on the Evergreen Podcast Network. From our friends at WaitingForNextYear.com, thanks to the Center for Advanced Dentistry. And also breaking tea t-shirts. All right, folks, here we are. Stephen Kwan Media. Uh, the Kwan Hive is buzzing. We are out of room and out of here. In a world infatuated with comic fandom comes a show to help us remember the talents that have inspired us. Whoa, 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 cut. Oh, come on. It wasn't that bad. It's a bit dramatic. Let's just tell them about the show, guys. We are the Canned Air Podcast. Join us weekly for a comedic trip through pop culture. We also welcome some cool comic creators, as well as some of the voice and screen actors that help shape your childhood. Find us on cannedairpodcast.com and on the Evergreen Podcast Network. 